Thank you for tuning in to The Power of Sticking Together with me, your host, Leishna Trimble. Today's episode would be another encouraging word that will make you check yourself before you wreck yourself. I know it did it for me, and I pray it do it for you today. So let's get straight into it. The power of the tongue. Oh my, I know you was looking for this one. The tongue has power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. <laughs> That's not my word. That is the word of God. Proverbs 18, 21. My words have power. Did you not hear what I just say? My words have power. Oh, all this week I have been manifesting the word of God and praying to God and speaking things over my life, my family life, because I understood my words had power. Even in the midst of my frustration, I understood my words have power. Well, listen, the words of a man's mouth are deep waters. The wellspring of wisdom is in the flowing brook. If you don't understand what I'm trying to say, it's you are living off of yesterday's words. Your words are the wells of life. Yes. So today we're going to look at both of these statements from the book of Proverbs as the most powerful statements and the best kept secrets of life and death. You know, there is a scripture that I love to read to you concerning power of your words. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips, he shall be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Mm. What type of fruits have you been eating lately? Rotten fruit? Oh, I'm the only one ever tasted rotten fruit. I'm the only one that thought things were so beautiful and bit inside of an apple and just to find out that the core was rotten. Well, life has a way of showing you what you are doing and how you are talking and if it's going to produce good fruit. So let's first look at the main function of the tongue. In the natural body, the tongue job is to help you properly chew food as well as swallow, taste, and detect taste. And let's not forget, it helps your speech. Your tongue can enable or put you in a position of being able to make something possible. It can also become your biggest enemy. James 
3, 5, and 6 warns us of destruction of the tongue can cause us. He tells us that the first to first bridle our tongue. Get a hold of your tongue. Strap it down. Because it's stubborn. You need to take control of it because it would either cause death or life. This is an instrument used to main, mainly control animals such as horses. Mm. And it helps the horse know which direction or position whoever's controlling that horse to turn left, to turn right, to yield, to proceed. James said the only way you are going to control your tongue, you have to bridle it. Pause. How do we bridle our tongue? Well, let me just say to you, this week has been a true testament of bridling the tongue. Isn't it just like God to give you something to do or say and to take you through a learning <laughs> Or the journey or the experience. Because he wants to make sure you first be the partaker of what he's trying to give you in order to give to someone else. So brighten the tongue. It may not seem like the easiest thing to do. But at first we must learn what does not seem easy for us to do. There is something that Christians can hold on to and which is the spirit of God. Learn the same way they used it in the natural. It's the same way we're going to use it in the spirit. But the only way we can do this if we have the spirit of God. Have you chewed on the word of God lately? Because if you haven't been chewing on the word of God lately, <laughs> you will have nothing to bridle your tongue with. If you have not been swallowing the word correctly, you will have nothing to regurgitate with. Make sure you are only putting things that you know that are good to the taste and satisfying to the spirit. As the Bible says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And the only way we can taste of him, we have to have his word on the inside of us. So let's understand that our tongue can be our biggest access or it can be whoo, our biggest liability. Learn to speak life, not death. These things will produce a bridle where your words you speak will become seasoned with grace. Peter tells you this becomes the supernatural help of the Holy Spirit. Holy Ghost, the teacher, a wise counselor that keeps us from the Holy Ghost. We can't do it without the help from the Holy Ghost. The tongue becomes unruly, evil, 
and full of iniquity. I'm trying to just get you to understand it's your tongue, baby. You've been trying to figure out for a while why am I having these issues in life and why do I keep going through what I keep going through and every time it seems like I think I think I think I have overcome I am still in the same rut what is it it's your tongue baby it's the things that you're saying that you're not supposed to say it's the things that you are speaking out of your mouth that the enemy too has permission to use against you. Did you not hear that? The enemy has permission to use what you say against you. But there is something powerful in the name of Jesus. When we use his name, every knee shall bow. So sometimes we may say things that we shouldn't say, but if we get on our knees and call on the name of Jesus, God is faithful and just to reward us for a repentant heart. He gives grace to the humble. Do you hear me? He gives us grace. He gives us grace. So listen to James as he teaches us about the power of the tongue. The same way he was teaching the 12 tribes, which were scattered abroad, James still hold true to these sayings today. He starts off and he say, my brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. For we all stumble in many things. If any does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us. And turn their whole body. Look also at ships. Although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by the very small rooter everywhere the pilot desires. Here we go. Even so, the tongue is a little member. And boast great things. See how great a forest, a little fire kindles. <laughs> they say your tongue can spread a fire. <laughs> Ooh, like a little bit of fire in a forest and it spreads. Wow. Your tongue is a wow fire. Mm, mm, mm. And how you speak determines what it spreads and the tongue is a fire a world of iniquity the tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature and it is set on fire by hell 
You better watch what you speak. Yeah, keep speaking it. I'm living like hell here on earth. Keep speaking it. That fire that you're spreading in your own life. Keep speaking it. For every kind of beast and birds of reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. <laughs> with it, we bless our God and Father, and with it, we curse men who have been made in the, in the same image of God, in the likeness of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursings. My brethren, these things ought not to be. I tried to tell you that death and life is in the power of your tongue. If you want to produce pure, peaceable, and yield good fruit, then you need to watch what you're speaking. If you want to live peace among your brethren and your sisters, you need to watch what you're speaking. If you want to have a joy, peace, happiness, patience, watch what you're speaking. Watch what you're speaking. I had a situation this week. And it started early and I was driving to work and my car started doing something strange, something weird. And I was on a prayer line and the young minister was praying for God to protect those that was driving down the road from mechanical functions and that the engine would not lock up. And I immediately was in agreement because I was in a situation where I needed God to do it for me. Now, God knew what he had given me instructions to do prior. I was taking care of some business and I needed my transportation to do that. And so I went to God and I said, God, you would not tell me to take care of this business in return cause my car to malfunction. I'm believing you to get me to point A to point B and whatever it is, God, you will allow me to take care of this issue. Out of my frustration dealing with my car and everything else, the enemy, he just started dealing with me with my emotions. I'm trying to tell you something. I'm trying to get you to my emotions was on a roller coaster so high, but there was something crazy that I understood. I understood that I had been feeding my soul, fasting and praying the word of God. Yes, yes, it was hard. Yes, yes, I had several complaints. And yes, I said things that I felt justified to say. 
But I also understood that I can go to God makes no difference what my problem. You know that song? I can go to God in prayer. So instead of me using my words and my mouth to be justified, I went to the Lord in prayer and I started to talking to him. As though he was my confidant, I started telling him about my situation and I promise you it wasn't easy in the beginning, but when I understood that the enemy was using the very thing that God had allowed me to have power over, and that was my own words, self-control, first starts with what you speak out of your mouth. So here go James trying to leave something with his people. I know what I'm talking about. And he began to let them know you shouldn't be spewing out blessings and curses from out of the same mouth. These words were like lamps unto my feet. I was not going to be spewing blessing and curses out of my mouth. Knowing I had this issue going on with my car. And now my engine light comes on. <laughs> God has a way of teaching us some things. And I begin to say to God, mm -mm, you would not have me taking care of what I need to take care of and cause the very thing I need to stop working. I know where I'm going. Just hold on to this. Hold on to this. I know where I'm going. Sometimes in life, God will send you warnings and that light will go off inside of your spirit. And it may seem like a little minor thing. And you may think, oh, well, I don't need to take care of it right now. But no, honey, minor or major, it still needs to be handled. Things that you may say or have spoken in the past may have started ripple effects of little minor situations. But if you don't handle the minor, trust me, major will soon be knocking at your door. And the enemy had the audacity to say, well, it's just minor, <laughs> minor or major in the spirit still needs to be handled. And so the words that I spoke out of my mouth, I said, God, whatever it is, there is a light going on revealed to the mechanic and God, let it be just a little minor thing, something that we can handle and something we can take care of. Now, remember, we just moved from one place to another. We don't need no major things going on. And God, I know we did this move because you told us. So we don't need anything major going on. Whatever it is that you need me to understand, I put my faith in your hand oh my goodness i mean it just was everything happened it seems like i didn't want to take care of this little minor thing but i did 
to see what is going on with my car and remind you my I left my mechanics in Jacksonville and now I'm here in Orlando having to trust another mechanic and I leaned on God and said God I'm gonna take my car to this dealership and you're gonna give me favor and you're gonna let them fix my car and do what's right so I taped my car to this dealership and I explained to them what was going on and I was like hey I only came and got an oil change from you guys and now my car is acting crazy and the light is saying check engine the man say no problem let's see what's going on with your car so I watch him he goes in there he checks it he prints it out and then he replaces a purge thing something purge valve it's whatever releases the gas and it's supposed to close and if it's not working properly it make the car seem like it don't want to crank properly or it seem like it's going to shut off so I was like okay no problem let's fix it I get home and I started thinking about this situation I went through all week long, the warning signs, how my car was like it was trying to, I'm not trying to make the sounds because I don't, but it was chuckle, 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 whatever. And then how I prayed and I trusted God, warning signs. And I was like, God, just get me back home. That was my first warning sign. Something was going on wrong. I was speaking the word of faith. But I also was asking God to reveal what was going on with my car. And so God did that. He had the light to turn on. And then I had to research, why is this light on? And it said it's something minor. But I didn't ignore the warning sign. I didn't ignore the light. Even the service guy said, well, you can drive it. It's not nothing major you can come back and handle it later and in my mouth I said no minor problems always become major problems later let's take care of this God used a whole week of unfortunate events that I wasn't planning to happen to teach me a lesson do not ignore the warning signs. You know, if you have been seeing issues in your life and you're just going to ignore it, have you ever thought the very act of your tongue is causing discontentment because you have been speaking things that is not right? I told you in the beginning, death and life is in the power of your tongue could it be you are not bridling your tongue if you do you are saving yourself from killing or sucking the life out of everything and everybody including yourself could it be that you are not swallowing and chewing properly the word of god oh i have many issues filtering my head with other things other than god's word Listening to many others preach the word, but there's nothing like taking the word of God, putting it on a 
plate for yourself and chewing and reading his word. So when things come up in your life, you will be able to use and have a balanced life. We all want this balanced life, but it all starts with what are you speaking? Death and life is in the power of your tongue. I choose life, not death, but life. I'm saying this for a reason because I need you to grab a hold of it and say it to yourself. I choose life today, not death, but life. I need you to understand that maybe you have been speaking things like you shouldn't have been speaking things. Maybe you have been saying things like you shouldn't have been saying things. But today, choose to speak life. Choose to speak life not death. Choose to speak the word of God over yourself. In Isaiah, he was explaining God's word and how God speaks. And I wanted to share this with you. I think this is very good to end with. This is around Isaiah 55 and 11. He says, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the things for which I sent it. Now here go Proverbs telling us, death and life is in the power of the tongue. God is saying to us, we're made in his image, right? His likeness. And he's telling us, that the words that I speak, they're not returning to me void. It's going to accomplish wherever I send it. But God is speaking words of life. If we are made in the image of God and we speak words of death, those same words are not going to return to us void. Whether it's life or death, they have to accomplish Whatever we speak, whatever we say. And I think it's very befitting. I believe that's why he allows us to understand that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Mm. And every lying tongue, we have the right to condemn because it's our birthright. Do you get that? We have a birthright to condemn those things that comes against us. That was spoken by a lying tongue because we are heirs according to the promise. But if we are condemning ourselves with the words that we are speaking, the only thing that we can do is get on our knees and ask for forgiveness. When was the last time you asked the Lord to forgive you for what you have been speaking or what you have said or what you are speaking let us be very careful of the words we speak. Let us learn to be slow to speak and more eager to hear so that when we do speak, our words can be powerful enough to change things in the atmosphere for our favor because it becomes living water. I just want to repeat the tongue 
has the power of life and death. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Remember that. Are you ready to eat good fruit? Then speak life and not death. I told you I was going to give you another word that would encourage you. Instead of making you wreck your life, you're going to be watching what you say all week. <laughs> you're going to remember what you heard all week. Yes, our tongue is there to help our body. It is to help us be able to chew and swallow. And also not to forget how to speak. And the spirit, our tongue, is there to help us live or die. Wow. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm, mm. I felt that in the Holy Ghost. Do you want to live or do you want to die? The choice is up to you. Watch what you're speaking. Thank you for listening to The Power of Sticking Together Podcast with Alicia Trumper. God bless. Signing off.